Welcome to this special edition of Transcript Radio. I'm Mike Lovitz from ODOT's Central Office Communications Team, and I'll be your host. We continue our four-part series led by Director Jack Marchbanks on the four pillars of ODOT's strategic advance. So let's get this show on the road. ODOT leadership from around the state developed four pillars by which we will advance the department. And with these four pillars come brand new objectives that we call our strategic advance. They are confident the strategy will better position ODOT to meet the present and future needs of Ohioans. The four pillars themselves are safe, accessible, well-maintained, and positioned for the future benefit of Ohio. This week is Pillar 3, which is well-maintained. Here again is ODOT Director Jack Marchbanks to talk about everything from the funding to smart pavement management that is needed to keep our roads well-maintained. So transportation funding has always been an issue for every state. (laughs) Can you talk about how we budget currently and maybe some new ways we are looking at allocating funds and optimizing our budgets? Well, 95% of the money we spend, Michael, is taking care of what we have. And I just testified uh, yesterday, uh, the day prior to this recording, in front of the Ohio House Transportation and Public Safety Committee. And I emphasized to them that the dollars we receive are 95% sourced from the state motor vehicle fuel tax bundle, diesel and gasoline. And the federal money we receive is largely from the federal gas tax allocated to us through the Federal Highway Administration, FTA and FRA, but very little FRA, but mostly FTA and uh, Federal Highway Administration. And we have to use this money to take care of 1,330 miles of interstate. Uh, And uh, we just, and of course, uh, we have the second largest inventory of bridges uh, in the entire country, second only to uh, Texas. So funding a system that actually puts about $2.5 billion into the state economy every year is a constant challenge and, and struggle, uh, particularly with inflation. Uh, really ravaging our our buying power right now. So what we are looking at is variating our resource base, our funding base. So there are many things underway right now, including uh, the Surface Transportation System Fundings Alternative Committee that are looking at how does ODOT fund itself going into the future. We currently have six years of projects program on the books for us to construct uh, going out to 2028. Do we have the revenue to fund those going out to 2028? We're stepping out on faith and saying we will find the funding for those, even though federal funding bills, uh, like the recently passed uh, Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act, uh, they only go out five years. And really, they're kind of wobbly themselves and that even though that's a five-year plan you've heard so much about the federal infrastructure bill congress has only appropriated money for the first year and that first year ends september 30th not far away so much of what odot does 
in terms of funding is based on projections of money coming in. So we are looking at EV fees, uh, mileage-based user charges. Uh, it was suggested yesterday in the House committee that we might even look at excise taxes or some type of add-on sales tax to fund our system because keeping it well-maintained is critical to the quality of life in Ohio. Our legacy system is worth $120 billion. Imagine having a $120 billion home and what you would have to do to keep it in good shape. When we talk about a well-maintained transportation system, Mm -hmm. one of the main ingredients is pavements. So I see we are really digging into looking at our pavement practices and from testing to identifying new best practices. Why is this so important? Well, pavements is 80% of our budget, both when it comes to construction and maintenance. Yes, bridges get all the attention because people are concerned about bridges. Will they fall down? Are, are, are they safe? So I understand all the focus on bridges, including, of course, the Brent Spence Bridge companion span that we are uh, planning on launching here uh, mid-decade. But how we manage our pavements, you know, those thousands and thousands of miles of U.S. routes, state highways and interstates is critical to uh, whether or not we have a budget that's sufficient to cover them. So what we use is a pavement management system that looks that looks at over 14,000 segments of pavement individually every year. And the whole goal of this is creative and smart asset management, fixing the pavement at the right time, replacing it at the right time, not just going to a worst first kind of approach, which will have you always scrambling to play catch up. So our pavement management system is critical to our our success uh, in this having a system that is well-maintained. The system optimizes pavement conditions. It looks at the latest costs. And it also checks, you know, we we steal good ideas from other states. Uh, Whoever is doing something good, we we want to do that as well. So we look at state-of-the-art treatments to aid the districts in making a six-year work plan. I talked about those six years out and to deliver the best pavement conditions statewide with the money uh, provided. We need to stretch our dollars, looking at the uncertainty of of funding sources. So our asset management uh, approach uh, is really uh, anchored by our pavement management system. So it's very important, and uh, we believe that the state of Ohio, in fact, we're certain that we're among the leaders in the country when it comes to smart pavement management. Well. We also can't talk about maintaining our infrastructure <laughs> without talking about our construction program. I bet people are curious to know more about our better, faster, safer objective. All right, thanks. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Chief Engineer Dave Slatzer, and he, he's also our Assistant Director for Transportation Policy, has been a champion for this. Dave and I have spoken many times of how can we deliver construction projects faster? On average, ODOT has about a $1.7 billion per year construction program. So our, our point, of course, is to deliver those projects uh, faster, of course, have the best materials, the best workmanship. And as we mentioned earlier, in constructing those projects, we want to ensure safety for 
our contractors and for our project engineers from the ODOT team who are on site. So that is happening in concert with the Mid-American Association of State Transportation Officials and the National Organization, American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials, MASTO and ASHTO respectively. So we're excited about moving forward. We're, we're changing pavement designs. We're always looking at how can we structure the critical path of a project to deliver it more quickly so that it's open to traffic for the public because that's the whole point to have the system available for our citizens here in Ohio and for our economy. So lastly, can you talk about the Turnpike Working Group and what their goals are? Like who would be on this working group and is it just Turnpike and ODOT employees or are there outside partners? Well, the Turnpike Working Group is just a generic term for all of our collaboration with Ohio Turnpike and Infrastructure Commission. What we have in the Turnpike is an asset that actually pre-existed ODOT in terms of a quote-unquote interstate look-alike. Uh, the Ohio Turnpike pre-existed the National Defense Highway System, but at the same time, it's still part of Ohio's transportation network. So we collaborate with Executive Director Farzan Ahmed. Uh, we have Myron Pakush, who reports directly to me, former District 12 Deputy Director, who accepted this assignment at the outset of the DeWine Houston administration and is paying great dividends for Ohio because the Turnpike can do things that we can't do. Uh, because we receive federal uh, money, we cannot allow EV charging stations at our rest areas, but the Turnpike can uh, allow EV charging at their plaza tolls, uh, at their toll plazas, I should say. And in addition to that, the, uh, the Ohio Turnpike and Infrastructure Commission, our Turnpike Working Group, has gone outside the very state of Ohio. It's not just OTIC, Ohio Turnpike and Infrastructure Commission, or ODOT. We are working with Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Turnpike uh, and the state of Michigan and what we call the Smart Belt Coalition, uh, segueing into the, you know, the future, you know, some of the future uh, benefits and, and being positioned for the future. Uh, in 2019, the Ohio Turnpike and Infrastructure Commission, along with ODOT, uh, Pennsylvania and the Pennsylvania uh, Turnpike and Michigan, uh, piloted a convoy of connected big rigs that went from Pennsylvania to Detroit. And it was successful. I'm happy to note that we are working right now with the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation and with Michigan DOT to pilot other projects. And again, a lot of this is key to freight. We're looking at also bringing in West Virginia. And we're looking at uh, cooperative freight strategies for West Virginia, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, and Michigan that involve I-76, I Interstate 80, Interstate 90, and of course, Interstate 70. Are you liking what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you tune in next week for the final pillar, Positioned for the Future Benefit of Ohio. Make sure you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform and never miss where these roads take us next. Be sure to visit transportation.ohio.gov for all things ODOT and know before you go by visiting ogo.com for traffic updates. That's O-H-G-O.com. 
If you have questions, comments, or ideas, email me at michael.lovins at dot.ohio.gov.